Hello, Monetization Nation. Today I'm joined by Lois Hoffman. Lois is the owner of The Happy Self Publisher and the award-winning author of Write a Book, Grow Your Business, and The Self-Publishing Roadmap. She helps new and experienced writers share their experiences, knowledge, and creativity through a variety of personalized writing, marketing, and self-publishing services to emerge as happy, confident authors. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Lois. Thanks so much for having me. So can you start off by sharing with us something that you are super passionate about? I love helping people share their words with the world. So many people have just a variety of stories, and I think it's, uh, it's so empowering to, to be able to help them get their words out. And sometimes it's just being able to tell it to me, but mostly to uh, throw a book or, um, and blog sometimes. So I've been working on a book for a couple of years now. I've been working on two books actually. And I have some friends that have been very successful in book writing. And I seem to hear a consistent theme from many of them as they give me their advice. They, they basically say, you're not going to make a lot of money from publishing a book through a traditional publisher. I have a friend, she sold 150,000 copies of her book and she said she only made about $150,000 off of it. And to have that successful of a book and to make that little of money, um, she was very frustrated with that process. And uh, now, now a lot of people say, but it's your, it's your business card, it's your calling card, it's, it's how you establish your credibility, and then you can very easily sell something else, right? If you have consulting services, if, if you have a course that you sell, if a membership site, right? It's a great way to get in the door and then sell something else. Um, and, and then obviously, I, I, you don't have to go with the publisher. You can self-publish it and, and write your book market it yourself, which a lot of the publishers are making you do anyway, print it yourself, which is not that expensive and, and get your message out there. What are your thoughts on that about self-publishing versus publishing with someone else and, and being able to monetize this process of book publishing? Right. So I think what you're saying is correct, that it used to be the only game in town to go to a traditional publisher they're, they have gatekeepers there to, to keep people out. And so if you get a publishing deal, it's an amazing feat. And right now they're really limiting because their resources are, are just so limited. They're consolidating. So it's really even more difficult to get a traditional publishing deal. And so what you're saying about the royalties being small, you know, you might think of a first time author in a traditional house getting maybe 10 to 15% of the royalties where you can make on an ebook, you can make set up to 70% on an ebook of your uh, book sales and maybe 30% on a, on a paperback copy. So really, if you can master the art of, of marketing your book and, and like you said, using your book as a credibility tool to start other, other things like consulting or courses or speaking, then, then you're really gonna be able to monetize, monetize the book so much better than just selling one copy at a time. 
Yeah, even software companies, I've seen them going this route. Russell Brunson, who I consider the best digital marketer of our generation, um, you know, he's written three books now that all help promote his software funnel, ClickFunnels, and mm-hmm. and have helped drive an enormous amount of of recurring revenue for him through software by by uh, selling him a book. And he didn't make a lot of money off the book itself, but made money on the back end from his software. Right, because a lot of people are using just one of the great ways to use a book is as a lead magnet. So being able to just give your book away for free. So you are able to share your expertise and your philosophy and frequently ask questions so that when you engage with a a potential client, you don't have to answer the same questions over and over again. Everybody can start from a baseline of, of knowledge and information and and when you share a lot of great information, people pay attention. They yeah. want to know more from you. And, and like you were saying, it can open the door to speaking. A lot of, if you want to get into a specific industry, a lot of those conferences, they choose from published authors. And, and writing a book helps establish your credibility to get you in the door that can further build your credibility. Absolutely. It does open a lot of doors. And I think besides just opening the doors to other opportunities, it helps you define your business better because you have to, you think about it and write about it and how you want to, how you want to, your messaging yeah. and how you want to present it to the world. So I think that's really important too. Just the process of writing is really valuable in itself. So I was going to ask you, what are the biggest benefits of writing a book? We've talked about establish credibility, get you in the door for speaking opportunities, allow you to sell things in the future. There's some revenue that comes from it, especially if you self-publish it. You know, you may be able to make keep a lot more of the revenue. Um, what are some of the other best benefits of writing a book? Well, I think we've talked about the biggest benefit, but I think if you're speaking, you can sell it in the back of the room. So it's additional income. Yeah. It's um, I think being able to put author on your, in your bio, I think it's valuable in a lot of spaces. You've, we talk about credibility. You've written the book on your topic. So who better than you? How can you stand out from other with competitors is that you wrote the book on it. So you really, people can see what you believe and what you think and how you operate before they even meet you. So I think it's just so valuable in that, in that respect. How do we determine the target reader for our book? The target reader for a book is similar to your target market. If you're in business, you, the, the importance of finding your target reader is you don't want to write this book for everyone, just like you're not marketing your business to everyone. And when you can pick out a specific target reader, you're writing just for them. You can write all of your, all of your content, all of your chapters that you're talking just to that specific person. And so a lot of times you can find out when you, um, when you do other kinds of marketing, if you're doing a Facebook live or you're doing other things, you're asking people questions and who's asking you questions. What do they want to know? So, uh, but we're looking at demographics, psychographics, you're finding out who's really, who's interacting with all of your other marketing on social media and everything. So I find that without, without digging too deeply into that, you're really missing, missing a lot 
by um, by being able to get to the heart of what somebody needs, what their what problem you're solving. So we identify our our target reader first. We identify what they really need, and then we create the book for them. We don't decide what book we want to write and write a book about that. We start with the audience first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, actually there are steps before identifying the target audience. And I'm, I can talk about that. Yeah, too, go for it. Yeah. What do we need okay. to do before we so the first thing I The first thing I tell all of my writers, whether I'm doing a workshop live or online or I name my coaching clients is we start with why you're writing the book. So what's the driving force between why you're sitting at the computer every day? You need to know because you want to be pulled through the process. You don't want to be pushed into it because I hear a lot of people say, somebody told me I should write a book. And writing a book isn't something you're going to do in a weekend. And it's something that you'll need to come back to again and again. You need to be motivated to do that. So discovering your why is really an important part of the process. And then the second part is what your vision for success is. Because some people write a book because they wanna explore some, some of their creativity. And the process of writing is, that's the over the rainbow, your pot of gold. But for other people, and maybe a lot of your listeners are looking for how to monetize the book or create more income in their business. And so being able to identify that, then what does that look like? Is that increase it by one client or 10 clients or 10% and just trying to figure out exactly what that looks like. And is it, I call them financial goals, which you're all familiar with, but also the heart goals too. What kind of impact do you want to have on your reader or on your industry or on society. There's, so there's all kinds of ways to measure your vision for success, but that's just so crucial in, in embarking on this because if you're just looking to please yourself or say, mom, look at me, I wrote a book, then you don't need to spend a lot of money on editing. You don't need to spend a lot of money on cover design and things like that. You can just publish it or not. And, and you've accomplished your goals. So, but if you're looking to make money on it, either through the book itself or increase in sales in your business, then you'll want to spend more money, more time, more effort on it. So if I decide I want to self-publish this book, what are the best companies or platforms that I should be looking at both with the printed book, the ebook and the audiobook? So there's two main players in the, in the publishing space and they're really publishing platforms. So Kindle Direct Publishing, which used to be CreateSpace, it's an Amazon company and you can publish paperback and ebook. And now you can do, um, you can do series, uh, short series kinds of publishing if you're writing fiction. And um, the other big player in the market is Ingram Spark. And traditional publishers are familiar, familiar with Lightning Source, but Ingram Spark is the consumer 
outlet for that. And the difference between the two is that a KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing, is a direct link to Amazon. And although they'll publish wider than that through expanded distribution, um, Ingram Spark is one of the world's largest distributors of books. And I think whether you do one or both, and there are other, there are other players, and especially in the, in the ebook market, um, whether you do one or both, really, it's going back to your vision for success. Whether you want to go through additional trouble, because some people are just using the book. They're not going to do a lot of marketing on it. They'll put it on Amazon and get mo send most of their traffic there, and they'll get a lot of hits. You can uh, increase your sales rank and move up on the sales rank ladder and things like that. But if you're looking to really publish wide and get some more outlets, then um, using Ingram, Ingram Spark in tandem with KDP is really very helpful. And, and that argument may even be another reason to publish with a big publisher. If you've got a book, the publisher will take, maybe your goal isn't about the revenue up front, you know, the revenue from the book sales, but you just want to get as, as much reach as you can to your book to build your back end business. And if that's the case, you, you may even go to, you know, Simon and Schuster, go to one of the bigger names to, to help you get that reach. Is that a correct assessment? Actually, the, the big publishers also use the Ingram network. So okay. you're, using, you're using the same networks. So it doesn't really make a difference. It's really, uh, I would think the difference between when people self-publish versus traditionally publish, there's still a stigma. It's a fading stigma yeah. because, because it just is open to so few authors these days. You need to, the publishers need to know that your book is going to make them money yeah. or they're not going to publish it. So you already have to have an established marketing platform. You need to be a, or need, need to be a big name or have something that's so topical that they know is going to, is going to sell well. So um, the network itself is still the same. It's the market. Oh, interesting. That I did not know that. Okay. Can you tell us your advice for putting together the, the content, the outline, the mind map for, for the book when you're just starting out, how, how should we best do that? Well, this is one of my favorite parts of the process because for me, I get out and, and people do it in a lot of different ways. So this is just my process. But what I do is I take out some big easel paper and I happen to like colored markers too. And I set the timer for 20 minutes and brain dump. Whatever comes to my mind, I write it down. I don't write it in any kind of lists or columns or any kind of order. And I purposely write all over the place. And I don't pick up my, I don't pick up my marker until the 20 minutes are up. So ridiculous ideas come to mind, but also some things that I hadn't thought of. Because if you've been, if you've been thinking about your book, you have some ideas of what you want to do, yeah. but until you actually go in and, and get it all out. And I, I actually suggest doing that a couple of times because you'll start to see them, some themes, but then after that, it starts to get a little bit more organized. I have people write things on note cards or sticky notes or, and I really like the physical nature of, of brainstorming because you're activating a different part of your brain. 
and, and the physical part of just one concept at a time, because then you can, you can rearrange the concepts and maybe something is a, you figure out the biggest, the biggest pieces first and put everything else after that. What advice do you have for us about the cover? And then what advice do you have for us about the, the back cover? Okay. So the front cover, it's everybody looks at the cover and judges the book. So one, you want to have something that's clear so that in a thumbnail on Amazon, people can see it and identify with it. The other thing is to not get so caught up in the actual graphic as much as the idea you're trying to, to generate. And, and so the, the title itself, the shorter, shorter is better because you want it to stand out. But the subtitle can be longer. And I've seen some subtitles that are doozies, but um, you can... <laughs> you can have different lengths for the subtitle because it's gonna be smaller and graphically it won't take up as much um, real estate. And the, the back cover is your description. It's your sales copy. So if you have a lot of reviews, your, your reviews may, may trump the, the, the description, but I always suggest that people put a description on there. And then if, you know, if it's too early for your reviews, you can always put your bio and a cover. If you're trying to, if you're trying to get more visible in the in your new space or in an old space that you're trying to be more visible, having your face in a in a bio it can be important to uh, establishing that credibility. Let's talk about the writing life. Yeah, I've done my table of contents. I've got my description. Now I've got to kind of slog through and get this thing written. You've suggested starting to write a bunch of blog posts, right? If and and um, and writing and then bringing those together. What advice do you have for the execution, getting it written, so we don't get burnt out and give up, and and we can get it done in a reasonable period of time? Right. One trying to decide what a reasonable period of time is. So if you, and that may be hard if you don't know how quickly you write and you're gonna find out within a few writing sessions, how long it takes you to write a section or maybe you say you have an hour to write it, um, but you're gonna need to, that will come with time. And knowing that the beginning is gonna be, you're gonna fly through, and the end, you're gonna, you're just gonna push yourself to the end. It's the middle that sags a little. But just knowing that there's a middle that sags, and that, and having a powerful why and vision for success, that's gonna help you get through. But specifically, what I do, I'm using a new platform um, called Focusmate. I don't know if you've heard of Focusmate. This is a. I have not. Tell me about it. It's so Focusmate is a platform that allows you to sign up from say 10 to 11 or anytime you can. So it's 10 o'clock, you say, I'm gonna work on my book and you log on for 50 minutes. So first you log on with one other person. So one other person is waiting for you from across the world and you get on and you greet each other and tell each other what you're gonna work on for that hour. 
you mute, mute yourself and work on it for an hour and come back for another 30 seconds and, and ask each other how you've done. And then you walk away with an accountability partner. And I mean, I've never seen oh, the same cool. person twice, but, it, but so for, it's just about getting it on your schedule and feeling accountable to someone. Let's talk about the launch a little bit. What tips can you give us to do a killer book launch? First is start early because part of, part of launching a book is generating the excitement. So a lot of authors tell me that they're going to wait until the book is written and published and then they'll think about marketing. But like anything, it takes a while. The people who are going to buy your book either know you already. And if you don't have a big list, that's not a big, that's not a big sample size. So you need to start doing all of your, whether it's content marketing, social media marketing, certainly building your email list so that you get people excited about it. Because like so many things, it's so much easier to sell excitement than it is to sell a product or service. So if you get people, you bring people along on your writing process, you're telling people on social media and emails, here I am, this is what I worked on today. I'm so excited to bring this information to you. So you get people on your side and then you get help, people who help start the, start the fire. And, and then once you get people who are your first readers, your first reviewers, then it's easier to once you have reviews, it's just easier to get more people to read it. And so um, that's, that's the first part of it. But then there's the launch itself and that could be virtual or, or uh, in person or both. And that's just the, a lot of, there's a lot of planning that goes behind that. So you've written the book, you've published it, you've got it, your functional fiction your functional nonfiction book out on Amazon, then what, what do we do? How do we use that book to generate business? Um, and, and how do we use our business to sell the book? Right. So there are lots of ways to use your book to grow your business. And for some people, it's giving it away, whether you're giving it, you're at a, at a conference and you have a booth and you're giving books away, you want, it's a business card. You can use it. And that's one of the, the benefits of having a shorter book. My book, I can give away for $3. Well, that's, that's an inexpensive giveaway. I also have mugs, you know, nice orange mugs that have my name on them. But the book really tells more about why they should hire me than, than the mug does. And it gives the reader gets so much more value out of, out of the book anyway, if they choose to read it. But as far as you can sell, we, I think we talked about that a little bit. If you're a speaker, you can sell it in the back of the room. You can, if you have an office, you can sell it there. But online, there's just so many different ways to use it because you can use it as a lead magnet. And a lot of people, when, when eBooks first came out, that was, that's what a lot of people used as their lead magnet and talk about Short eBooks, I mean, there's some eBooks out there for, they call them eBooks, but they're 5,000 words, which is not a lot of pages. So, um, you know, I think the book that you have is about 30, 
just shy of 30,000 words. So 5,000 words is a really short, really short book. And I think there's a place for that, but I don't know that I would call it a book. Um, and, um, but also you can, um, to, I, I make sure that I have it everywhere I go, that when I'm doing, when I'm in a networking event or when I'm in conferences, that I can use that and, and have it handy. So if people want to buy it, I have it. It's in my car. It's at every workshop that I do. And so a lot of people are consuming, they want to walk away with something. And so that's yeah. how I'm bringing in additional income. But, but for me, the book isn't when, if I make three or $7 from the book, it really isn't, it doesn't match the kind of services that I provide. So really the book is in service of my business, not in competition with it. For me, if I spend all my time marketing my book itself, I'm not gonna get the value that I get by having that in service of my business. Thank you so much, Lois, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, writing a book can provide an additional source of revenue, establish our credibility, act as a lead magnet, open doors to other opportunities such as speaking events, and establish our expertise. Number two, before we begin writing a book, we should determine our why, our vision for success, and our ideal reader. Number three, to help us through the writing process, we should schedule in specific time to write each day. Number four, self-publishing can be a great option for us if we already have an established audience and marketing team. And number five, it is easier to sell excitement than a product or service. You can learn more about or connect with Lois by checking out her books on Amazon, visiting her website at happyselfpublisher.com, or connecting with her on Instagram or Twitter. And you can find links to each of these sites in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get a free copy of my ebook about passion marketing and learn how to become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I wish you success as you write and publish your book. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.